two things. Just because he says, I love you, girl. I love you. Doesn't mean he does. And also, love does not equal how much you can endure to keep a man in hopes he will change for you. Leave the changing of people up to God, sis. You ain't God. All the single ladies, all the single ladies, now put your hands up. Up in the club, you just broke up. I'm doing my own little thing. Now I'm out here looking like revenge, feeling like a 10, the best I ever been. Don't pick up the phone, you know he's only calling because he's drunk and alone too. Don't let him in, you have to kick him out again. Break my heart, oh that breaks my heart That you thought you ever had it, no you ain't from the sky Why men great till they gotta be great Till they gotta be great, be great. <laughs> Yep, welcome to my party That's how we do around here This is Single You, the podcast I am your host, Rika And I, I'm an NLP certified life coach And also the founder of Single You Academy. That is my online coaching program. You know what I do? I help the ambitious millennial single woman discover her worth. That means you. So that you, girl, can stop tying your worth and identity to men and stop being a man pleaser. So if you are a woman who is sick of having an unsuccessful single life, if you are sick of the revolving door of dysfunctional relationships, listen, they may have a different name, but it's the same type of relationship. Or you're doing the tug of war back and forth with the same guy and you're sick of that. You want better when it comes to men and setting boundaries, knowing yourself, understanding your worth and what makes a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship. Yeah, I'm willing to bet nobody has ever had that conversation with you. But listen, I'm not here to judge. I have an abusive ex and an ex that cost me $10,000. Yeah, stick around, listen to the podcast enough and you will hear those stories. All right, so you've come to the right place if you need to hear that singleness is not a punishment and that you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. Yeah, I'm a certified life coach, but I will tell you this. I am no expert. I just learned a few things that I would like to teach you as well. You know, as Maya Angelou says, once you learn, you teach. And when you know better, you do better. So now that I'm doing better, I am reaching back out for you, girl. Here's my hand. Grab it. So thank you and welcome. You're in the right place. I got you if you got you. This is Single You, the podcast. Hey, thanks for being here. Now let's go ahead and get into the episode. All right, let's talk about it. Harry and Megan. <laughs> Listen, I literally rolled out of bed and was like, I got to tell her. I gotta, we got to talk about this. I got to tell you what true love is, okay? We have to talk about love. And I got my tea. I feel like Wendy Williams when she'd be drinking on her show. <laughs> and by drinking, I mean drinking her tea. Okay, so we are going to talk about what I believe is true love. And I believe it because it's in the Bible and I am a Christian. Um, And as you know, if you've listened to my podcast uh, a few times, you know that in this season, I believe God has me assigned to you. Um, You're my assignment. If you need to hear 
that singleness is not a punishment and that you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. Okay. Um, and so the, <laughs> I've been wanting to talk about this. And then with the Harry and Megan thing, it was like, Oh, this, we could even use them as an example because remember, I don't know them. Um, but in, I'm going to speak from my generalization from them, the actions that Harry took, um, to show examples of real love. Okay. And <laughs> also my, um, my aunt, one of my aunts, uh, it, she, this was her Facebook status. Ladies get you a man that will denounce white colonization in his Royal family. <laughs> Harry is the husband Diana needed. I saw that meme and I'm like, dude, that is so true. Right? Like, <laughs> I don't know if you watch the Royals and, you know, from watching Harry's interview with Oprah and Megan, uh, it seems to be, um, true that Diana, his mother was not treated with the utmost respect. Um, so anyway, um, all right. So what is love? Here is my, my vision for myself, because I'm always asking you, what is your vision? And I understand that my message is not going to be for everybody. So it is only for the women who have the same vision as I. <laughs> and my vision is to have God's will for my life. Um, the way God would want a man to love me if I'm ever to be in a relationship. And that's across all boards. Like I want God's will for my life regardless. I don't know if that means that I will have a husband and I will have kids. I don't know. Um, and I don't care. I'm going to leave the quote unquote worrying of that up to God, even though I know God's not worried. Um, I'm going to let that play out. If God's will for my life is to be single and maybe adopt or have like a mini school, like Oprah, like I know <laughs> I said mini because I know on Oprah's level, that's probably never going to be me. I definitely don't have that, that, that desire now, but I'm like, listen, what if my life is to live out this single life? And then when I'm 52, a 14 year old girl drops in my lap and I am assigned to, um, be a role model mentor, a mother like figure in her life. Um, great. Like, I'm just going to let it play out right one day at a time, one stare at a time, as Martin Luther King Jr. would say, as the Bible says, sufficient for the day. But anyway, as far as the bucket of my love life, yes, I, if I am to get married, if that's God's will for my life, trust me, it'll be God's will for my life. And my, and God's will for any of us who are married is for the man to love his wife as God so loved the church. And of course, you know, I brought Bible, Bible all day. Hold on. <laughs> I told you I just woke up. So, um, I had to make me some tea, but I had to do this now because I'm like, I need to get this out of my head because I feel like right now I'm very present and it makes the most sense. So before we get into Bible, let's just go back to Harry and Megan. I feel like they are a perfect example of being a team. You two against the world, not against each other. Did you, do I need to say that again? In a relationship, in a partnership, it's you two against the world. That's Bible too. In fact, I'm going to look that up because I don't have that scripture on deck right now, but I'm going to look that up um, about the man leaves his mother and father and cleaves to the, the, his wife and the two become one. You two against the world, not against each other. In my 
three serious relationships, my Indianapolis boyfriend, my abusive ex, and my $10,000 boyfriend. It was always us against each other. Um, Of course, when you're in that relationship, you cling on, you hold on to the good moments, right? Um, I've never been in a relationship where, well, my abusive ex came close, but where every day it was a fight and a struggle. Um, No, but the the overall experience because of us being against each other was not healthy. Um, so, and my Indianapolis boyfriend and my abusive ex cheated on me, maybe my $10,000 boyfriend. I don't know. Um, and, and don't care. So I want to be a part in a partnership where we are against the world. Um, and so therefore if your mother is disrespecting me as your wife, you will be like, you know what? We exit stage left. That's beautiful. That's true love. Okay. Especially if the parents and the, um, aunts and uncles in his family is abusive and problematic. And like, you don't, you, you, you don't get to treat me any old kind of way because we're blood. Like that's not love either. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, and I don't have to stick around for that. Um, I, I don't do it in my own family. So anyway, that I think that's a perfect example of love. What is not a perfect example, so the unhealthy side of it is, you know, in the Netflix show um, Bling Empire with Kelly and she's dating that boy, Andrew, who oddly enough used to be the red Power Ranger. <laughs> so and they say that in the show, their relationship is extremely unhealthy. And I'm not going to go into all of the details, but he basically disrespects for disrespects her yells at her when they're arguing, is jealous for no reason. And in that show, I cringed so many times because Kelly would always say, well, this is how relationships are. Relationships are hard and we just have to work it out. No, no. Love is not a test of how much you can endure to then finally get the relationship that you want. No. And that's not what married people happily married people mean by relationships are hard. You know how I know? Because I've asked happily married people over and over and over again. It is throughout this podcast on many episodes. Um, It is workshops in my single you Academy, which is my online coaching program. So what I would say to you again, what's your vision, right? So that's the voice that I'm going to follow then is when I'm talking to these happily married people, I'm taking examples from them about what it means when they say relationships are hard. It is not about being disrespected over and over again and being yelled at and called out your name and cheated on and hit. That is not it. Or trying to uh, make him uh, comfortable enough in his insecurities um, that you cut off mail for. Okay. So, For example, the jealous issue, right? Like a lot of us have dated, I would argue, and I don't know you, and maybe you'll slide into my DMs and say you relate to this, but a lot of us can relate to the men getting jealous, your boyfriend getting jealous because you have male friends, right? Um, For example, my $10,000 boyfriend, um, the cliff notes of that story, he was my first love at Howard University, he came back in 2018 saying I was the one, this and that. 
Um, and I was always the one. <laughs> I wasn't. It cost me $10,000. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, back in college, he was the first boyfriend to unfortunately teach me that I had to pacify a man's insecurity, insecurity in order to show how much I loved this guy in order to have peace in my relationship. I mean, we would walk on. So at Howard University, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> we literally call where we hang out. Um, it's kind of like a circle. The middle of Howard University is the yard. And we would walk across the yard, maybe like if we was going to the calf to go eat and somebody would be like, what up, Rika, a male. And I'd be like, what up, whoever, you know, whatever his name is. And that $10,000 boyfriend, my first love at Howard would get so jealous. Who is that? As if I'm in the wrong to say hi to somebody. That's not the relationship. I don't, I, I don't want that relationship. I didn't know that then, but I know that now. Okay. And we're going to get into Bible and the Bible talks about how jealousy is not love. It's not love. So I don't want you to be on the struggle bus thinking, oh, this is love. I have to endure this until he finally changes and sees that I love him so much. Okay, let's just go ahead and get into um, what the Bible says about love. So this is my vision. Um, This is the type of love I want if God's will for my life is to get married. Okay. So Ephesians 5, 25 through 33. Now I'm not going to read the whole thing, but you um, can go read it. So uh, Ephesians 5 and 25, just the first one says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So how did God love the church? John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, uh, but have eternal life, right? So God loved us so much that he sacrificed for us so that we could have eternal life, right? So this is what I get from that because the Bible also says God is love in 1 John 4 uh, and 7 through 21. I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but just the verse seven, beloved, let us love one another for love is from God. So here and, and, and in eight, it goes on to say, um, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. So let me just read seven and eight. Beloved, let us love one another for love is from God and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. So go back to John three sixteen. Jesus, God gave his only son. He sacrificed for us already so that we wouldn't have to do it. So why do you think that you need to sacrifice yourself for him, your happiness for him? Why do you think that is the definition of love? God already did that for us, sweetheart. So I'm not sacrificing none of my peace and happiness and well-being for him. I'm not doing that no more. We're not doing that, right? Um, And so because you're not God, And I know we've talked about this before, like leave the changing of men up to God. That's God's job. Okay. And the loving of people is our job, but it doesn't mean love does not mean, oh, I have to be with him because I love him. That's nowhere in the Bible. If, if you love someone, you be with them. No, no. So if God is love, okay, cool. So let's move on. Um, 
First John 4.18 also describes love as this, which would mean God, right? There is no fear in love. Stop. I'm just going to stop reading right there. I can end this podcast right there. There is no fear in love. Raise your hand if you have been fearful of your boyfriend or an ex who's coming to mind. And I don't even mean it. Does, I, I was never afraid that even my abusive ex, I was never really afraid that he was going to hit me. OK. Um, and he never did. So if you've never heard that story, that's the first time you're hearing my voice. When I say abusive, he was emotionally abusive, financially abusive. So when I say fear, I mean, how about this? You fear speaking up or bringing something up because he will leave you. You fear he will leave you if you question something. How about that? You're always in fear of him cheating on you. How about that? I mean, I'm just, listen, okay? Anyway, First John 4 and 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Girl, if you are in, like, you fear this relationship for whatever reason, he is not that guy you're with making you perfect in love. And God does that. And God is love. So how are you putting this man above? How are you? Okay, so I want to say it like this. Now, I always question, is this God's best for me? So that guy that you're thinking of, the guy that you're with, the guy that you struggled for, um, you're trying to get over, whatever, whoever's coming up for you, even if you're just like in future relationships, I will never do this again. You need to be asking yourself, huh, is this God's best for me? Because if it's not, then that ain't love. And we're not supposed to be for everybody. And listen, I'm not the one who believes in a soulmate per se. I'm not like, oh, there's one to one. That just doesn't, the math doesn't even make sense. There's more women on this planet than there are men. So the math doesn't even make sense. But I do know that there is a perfect love out there for you. You just have to have the patience to wait for it. And the knowledge to know what it is. Because, you know, the Bible also says my people perish from lack of knowledge. Okay. And so even uh, taking that back to Harry and Megan. Where First uh, uh, John 4, 18 says perfect love drives out fear. Megan Markle was literally having hallucinations. Hallucin- how do you say that word? About killing herself. And Harry was like, oh, we're not doing that. Bye. He drove out the fear that his wife had coming from the family he was born into. And he chose his wife. What man would choose you? Get you a man like Harry. Get you a man like Harry. And all of us aren't going to be in this royal princess situation. But I'm saying who will drive out fear even from himself. If he sees that he's disrespecting you, he apologizes immediately. Because my Bible tells me there's a perfect love. And I'm going to read that. And also I need to look up the husbands leave their wives. Okay, so as I look that up, let me read 1 Corinthians 13, 14 for you. Love is patient. Love is kind. Actually, let, let me go back to the love is patient. Because that's where I think... 
Okay. I was just going to say you, but I'm going to put it on me and see if you can relate. When the Bible says love is patient, right? I, I feel like if you grew up in church, even though you may not know scripture and you may not study your Bible, you've heard that before. So you think, oh, I have to have all this patience until he changes. So that's where I believe I got the love endures all of this disrespect. And then 10 years from now or whatever, he'll change. And then we'll finally have our perfect love, our peaceful love. I'll finally get the type of man that I want if I just have all this patience. Nope. Nope. That's patience for he didn't wash the dishes when you asked him to. That's patience for it took him an hour later to get to you. That's patience for some of his quirks. That ain't got nothing to do with you being patient enough and endure all this disrespect. That, that's not in the Bible. Show, show me in the Bible where it says endure disrespect and then you'll get your perfect love. Show it to me. And you have to ask yourself, where did you learn that from? How did you grow up? Who did you see? What love stories did you see? Quote unquote love stories. What did you learn from your parents about love? What did you learn from your aunts and uncles from TV? All it is BS, I'm sure. (laughs) Especially from TV. I don't know your parents or whatever or how you grew up. I didn't see BS from my parents. I just never had the conversations. Like nobody ever sat me down and was like, okay, Rika, this is love. And I didn't even know to ask and my bad. Even though I knew God, I wasn't studying my Bible back then. And the Bible says my people perish from lack of knowledge. You will hear me say that over and over again in every bucket. In every bucket. So anyway, love is patient. Love is kind. It is not envy. Okay, you know what? Actually, I'm going to leave the, I'm going to read the New Living Translation. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud. Okay, let's talk about that word jealous because I have a story. So, um, my, let's see, should I, okay, I'm going to share, okay, I'm going to share the moment when my abusive ex told me I had hoe tendencies. Yeah, like hoe tendencies. Mind you, this is coming from the man who was cheating on me the whole time, but I didn't know it until maybe two or three months after we broke up. And I got to hurry up and get to the point because I try to make these episodes, you know, 15 to 20 minutes. And I feel like this is about to be 30 minutes. But anyway, so he told me I had hoe tendencies. And here's why I was visiting him in Atlanta. He lived with his roommate at the time. It was a two story house. Him and his room. And this is the cliff notes. Him and his roommate were downstairs at the time that I I'm a slow riser. I wake up late. <laughs> um, I don't know what time it was. But anyway, I went to go take a shower. Cool. Boom. I get out of the shower, I wrap myself up in a towel and I walk to his room and they were at the top of the stairs um, when I walked out of the shower to walk to his room and I did not think anything of it. Okay. So I went in his room to get dressed. He comes in and he's like, what are you doing? Why would you do that? And basically told me in, uh, in maybe not these words, but no, he, he definitely did say this. Do you want my mans to like you or do you like him or something? That's disrespectful. How dare you walk around in a towel around a friend of mine? Um, And then that's when he told me. (laughs) And then that's when he told me that I had hoe tendencies. Okay. Look at all that jealousy and insecurity 
and envy and what? And that is not kind to tell your girl. I was going to say wife, Lord, to tell your girlfriend that she has whole tendencies. What are you talking about? I don't get, I never ever in my whole entire natural life get dressed in the bathroom after I get out of the shower. In fact, it's funny. This was a poll on my Instagram and I asked people, um, when you get out of the shower, do you like just like chill for like 10, 15 minutes before you get dressed? Um, and it was just a random, I wasn't even thinking about this story that I'm telling you now. It was just a random thing that I decided to post and everybody's like, girl, I don't understand how you get dressed in the shower or in the bathroom after you get out of the shower. Like that was everybody's, um, basically they related exactly. Um, and even one of my, um, my friends, she was in California and she was like, girl, I don't understand how people be hot and get dressed. Exactly. So that's just my natural state. Right. And of course I felt bad. Oh my God. I'm sorry. You're so right. How like, I thought that was, I was being disrespectful because I was morphing my relationship to his standards. I was morphing myself into the woman that I thought he wanted me to be girl. No longer. That's not what I'm supposed to do. The, the Bible says don't conform to this world. So definitely don't conform to a man who lives in this world who doesn't know Jesus. Okay. Okay. So we're going to move on. Um, and I still need to find that scripture for you. Okay. First Corinthians 13, six through seven says, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. So in that situation, when he says, I have whole tendencies because I walked out of the shower to get dressed in another room, that is not having whole tendencies because I did that. That is not the truth. And seven, so that's verse six, seven says it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Okay, let me tell you something about that word always trust. Because um, the Bible also talks about uh, bad company corrupts good character. So if you're going to trust this man, you need to know his character. What do you know about character? What do you know about the psychology of humanness? What does the Bible say about character? Because if the Bible says bad company corrupts good character, that means that there are bad people that ha- or there are people who have bad character that you shouldn't be around. And that's the Bible. That's God talking about his children. He know us. And yeah, that man b- may be his son. But again, leave the changing of that man, his son up to God, not you. So if you're going to trust somebody, you need to know their character. And it takes way more than two weeks to learn somebody's character. Um, And also, um, it takes way more than two weeks to know if this guy actually loves you. I don't care if he says, I love you. Because let me tell you, my abusive ex said that to me in the first two weeks of us dating. And I remember saying, oh, we don't have to say it now. And he got pissed, left my house in my car, didn't answer the phone for a whole day. And was pouting because I didn't say I love you back. But I thought, oh, that's so cute. He really loves me. So I lied through my teeth, begged him basically to just be with me. Let's work it out. I do love you. I want to slap who I was in 2015. That was 2015. Like what? But I didn't know this because I wasn't studying my Bible back then. I didn't know anything about character back then. That was manipulation. That was a narcissistic character trait. That was exchange of power. Like you only love me if you do this. You only love me if you say I love you. You only, 
blah, 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 love. True love is not conditional. It's actually unconditional. Okay. All right. So then now let me look up, um, uh, a man leaves his mother and father. Yep. Okay. So, um, okay. For, so Mark 10 and seven says, for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. Uh, Genesis, uh, Genesis two and 24. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. So in the Harry and Megan situation, especially boom, that's true love. That's how the Bible defines love. So, and listen, when you dating, nope. That's not, nope. Y'all shouldn't be cleaving to each other at all. Not yet. Not yet. Not in the dating process. And the dating process for me, I define it as data collecting, right? And then, but you need to have conversations about this. Like if you guys are getting serious and um, if you do it the way that uh, Pastor Marlando says, uh, I had him on my podcast, my cousin Shanice, I had her on this podcast, how, um, you should go to counseling even before you get engaged. I totally now I believe that I didn't even know that was a thing until now. Um, and so when you do get to that very serious stage, (laughs) then you could talk about this. So how do you feel about becoming one flesh? Is that something you believe? Cause these are the, you need to figure out who this man truly is. Okay. All right. So that is, I think I got it. I think this is take three. (laughs) And I say all of that to say love does not mean you have to endure BS to get to true love. That's not the pathway. That's not the pathway. It's actually dating somebody with good character. Okay. So uh, that's all I got. And I want to see if you can relate to this story. Okay. Um, So this is a quote. This is a message that I got from a young lady. And she said that I'm struggling to even know how or where to start healing and rebuilding myself. I don't even know me anymore. I put so much into this guy and to my ex-boyfriend and I never got anything back. I don't know where to start. And so I told her, like, I'm going to tell you, start with me. I am looking for one more woman this quarter who wants better when it comes to men and setting boundaries, knowing yourself, understanding your worth and what makes a healthy relationship. Because how have you learned about relationships before you found me? How? Who taught you? And if you're wondering if I am the coach for you, if you're still wondering, I'm going to introduce you to a client of mine. I'm going to read this to you. This is a quote for her from her. And she said, Rika, you have really been extremely helpful. Just having the information that you put in front of me has been life changing for me. Like you said, we don't understand relationships and we don't know how to date with boundaries. And that never got me what I wanted. A lot of times our parents didn't tell us these things. It's not talked about. So we try to emulate what we see. But sometimes it's bad behavior in the relationships that we are looking at. And we look at our parents or what we see as like, oh, okay, we'll just deal with certain things. And that's true love. Rika, I've learned so much from you. And there are a lot of things I will no longer deal with. So listen, 
The Bible also talks about how you need to guard your heart. But how do you know what to guard your heart from if you don't know character? If you don't know what boundaries you should have in place? What does that mean to you? Guard your heart because that's where everything in your life flows from. That's the wellspring of life. That's how you view the world. So the more it's getting damaged by the revolving door of dysfunctional relationships, the more you will view the world in a very, um, I don't know, from a very dark spot. And that's why the girl previously to the quote from my client where she said, I'm struggling to even know how or where to start healing and rebuilding myself. I don't even know me anymore. It's because unfortunately her heart wasn't guarded. And so now she's viewing the world that way. And I don't want to put, because sometimes we get out of these relationships that were dysfunctional and we're like, yeah, I hate men. Men suck. I'm never dating again. Da, 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 da. And, and viewing the world from that lens, from that lens is very dangerous. And I don't want you to become hardened. God doesn't want that for you. So it's not about putting a bandaid on it. It's about knowing who you are, knowing what you want, having the audacity to believe that you can get it and the patience to wait for it. Where do I get the patience from? God says, don't awaken love before it's time. Listen, I, <laughs> I'm going to give you Bible all day, but it's time to go. If you need to reach out to me, please feel free. It's not weird. If you slide into my DMs on Instagram and Twitter, I am just me, Rika, that's R-E-K-A. As always, I put it in the show notes. So reach out to me if you need to. I would love to be your coach. Consider me your homegirl in your head. Again, it's Rika. And if you need to reach out to me, listen, don't hesitate. It's not going to be weird on Twitter and on Instagram. I am just me, Rika. That's R-E-K-A. And I'm going to put my Twitter, Instagram, and email in the show notes, okay? You can also join me over in my private Facebook group titled Singleness is Not a Punishment. I mean, come on, who am I? <laughs> you know my tagline? That's my private Facebook group. The link will also be in the show notes. Now, if I said something that resonated with you and really helped you, please share this podcast with a friend because sharing is caring and you shouldn't be sitting on all this good information. So share it with your homegirl, okay? Or your homeboy. <laughs> please do that. Also, don't forget to subscribe and then you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop every Wednesday and Thursday. And if you have time, can you do me a favor? It'll help me out as a small business owner and a podcaster. Will you leave a rating on this episode? All you got to do is say that you liked it or you can even type out what you took away from this episode. It really helps me and keeps me going, providing free content for you. So thank you so much for doing that. Production, my intro was made by one of the greats in production land. His name is James Tyler. Thank you for my intro. And he used Beyonce's single ladies, Sorry Not Sorry by Demi Lovato. He used Dua Lipa, her song, New Rules, and also Truth Hurts by Lizzo. All right, that's all I got for you this episode. We will talk again on the next one. 